Welcome to The Silent Lotus. I'm Suditi. And I'm Suhita. We are two South Asian women who are very young and figuring out how to navigate the world. Join us on our journeys of tackling our health, self-care, and mustache hairs. A gentle reminder that we are not experts, just two young women hosting a podcast. We encourage you to seek out support from a trained health professional as needed. Welcome back to The Silent Lotus. Suditi, what was your highlight of this week? Well, I feel like it's been a, a little bit since we last recorded our like Q and or like last Q and A episode, so it feels kind of weird to be recording in general. But it feels weird also because we are both now back at college, and I think that is my highlight of the week. I moved back to Philly on Monday night, and I am super happy to be back. I moved back to the house that I lived in last year, so it was already like everything was pretty much settled. It was just like cleaning and reorganizing my space, which I love to do, even though it's kind of difficult. I love to do it and um, reorganize the kitchen, which I also love to do. And we, I'm very fortunate that where I live has a little bit of a backyard. We have this like big shared backyard space with a few of our neighbors and my roommates over the summer got, or just not for the summer, like pretty recently, got a little fire pit situation. So it's awesome because it's like the perfect place for us to have friends over so we can like socialize in a distance safe way. And it's a fire pit. So we made s'mores out there on Tuesday. I've, I've been having a good week being back here. So I'm very happy. What about you? Um, I feel like my head is also definitely just being back at school. Um, I think it's just nice to mm-hmm. be an adult yes. again and like totally. feel that independence. Um, I live in a house with, well, you know this, I live in mm-hmm. a house with five other girls, two of whom are new to the house this year, and I Fun. really like my new roommates. Um, they repainted the walls over the summer on the first floor, um, and my new roommates added like a little bit of like very homey decor, and our living room just feels like a home now, whereas last year it really just felt like a frat house, even though we're a house <laughs> of women. Um, so it's nice to have that hobby feeling. At the same time, it's been a bit strange mm-hmm. and lonely. For example, Sadithi and I are neighbors. I used to be able to knock on her door and just walk yeah. into her house at any point. Yeah. Can't really do that anymore because of coronavirus. <laughs> but it's an adjustment. Yes. It's an adjustment. But I feel like I'd much rather be alone in my room here than alone in my room yes. in my parents' house. So yes. all good we things, are, I guess. It definitely feels really, really nice to like be an adult again. I was telling Suita also, it's, like, very nice to have, Mm -hmm. like, true alone time in the sense of, like, yes, I also live in a house with a couple other girls, but if I am just, like, doing my own thing, I'm doing my own thing. Like, nobody's gonna bother me and be like, hey, what's up? Like, what are you doing? Not that I don't appreciate my mom checking in on me, but it's a very different kind of nice and peaceful and quiet to just, like, totally have a couple of hours Mm -hmm. to yourself, and that's been very rejuvenating. I think we're feeling good in general. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just like yeah, kind of at too. peace. Me I'm too. Vibing. vibing. That's a good word. That is a good yeah. word. <laughs> okay. Time for some questions. Um, yeah. So on the topic, I guess, of school starting, I feel like this is a really relevant question, especially yeah. for like the beginning of the semester. Um, I also just thought this was funny and it, per- it fits really well for Siddhi <laughs> specifically. Um, and the question asks, what's your favorite oh, organizational love- app? Google Sheets yes. does not count. Okay, I'm well, I would never have said there. Google Sheets because that's not an organizational app. I have a clear answer for this. And um, this, my, okay. 
I have cycled through a variety of different organizational apps. By that, I mean like task managers, list apps, that kind of a thing. But by far, the clear winner after like a few years of cycling through different apps is this app called Tick Tick. A friend introduced me to it over the summer and it I had been using a different app called Things 3, which I liked, but it was missing like just some things that I wanted. There wasn't a calendar feature and there was no color coding and Tick Tick is quite literally everything I have ever wanted in an organizational app. Like I said, there's a calendar, you can make like lists and then categories of lists and then you can color code all your lists. And then there's like a calendar view where you can see all like your calendar. So it like links to your Google calendar slash iCal and you can see your like events for the day and then it'll put your tasks for the day and they're all color coded and then and then you can sort things by priority so I like sort my homework by priority so there's like high medium low and then all and then on your to-do list view you can also see the events that you have to go to so you just always have like a really nice clean but holistic view of everything that you have to do and it's really customizable it's cheap compared to like a lot of the other fancy organizational apps that are out there so that is like by far my favorite organizational app. I will never use anything else. Um, in a, I use other ones also for other purposes. I have like an email client called Spark that I use that also has a calendar view, which I need. And then I use, an, I use Notion, which we mentioned two episodes ago when we were interviewed Ramita. She also loves Notion. Um, and then like a GCal, iCal sort of a situation. But yes, this is my favorite topic or one of my favorite topics ever to talk about. Um, if anyone else out there uses TikTok, please let me know. I would love to talk about it. <laughs> I'd love to swoon over this app. Oh my god. Oh my god. See, like I appreciate how excited you are about this, but at the same time, I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep track of having so many different things. And like in the past, I've tried different apps for like organizing and like to-do lists. And then I realized like I just need everything in one place. And like I, for example, I'm a huge Google nerd. Well, not a Google nerd. I just don't Rude. like Apple products. So like I have an Android. Like I don't like Apple computers or anything like that. And what's nice about Android is that everything in my phone just syncs mm -hmm. to my Google account. Like my browser on my phone is Google Chrome. So if when I search something on my browser on my phone, I can then also get it get immediately on my laptop. Like, I it's all just too. synced all the time. Well, <laughs> whatever. I really it like it. Nice. It's nice. Um, and so f I like having very simple things. So I just use, like, Google Calendar. I'm very specific about my Google Calendar. Like, everything is mm -hmm. color-coded and all of that because otherwise I get confused. And then I really like Google Keep, which I discovered, mm -hmm. like, last year. Um, I don't really hear that many people talk about it because it's, I feel like it's not as detailed as the yeah. other apps that you mentioned but it's really simple for like all my to-do lists and you can color code mm -hmm. things and categorize things so I like just having my google calendar for, so I know where to go because if it's not on my mm -hmm. calendar I'm gonna forget about it and then I use my google keep instead of just like writing yeah. written to-do lists yeah nice and simple otherwise I'd get overwhelmed and confused yeah, by I'd too many apps two very different approaches like to organization. It may seem like I use a lot of apps, but truly my life is centered around TikTok -tick because I, a lot of things feed into that app. Like, yes, I need to have, I need to like keep, Ooh. like I can't input events into TikTok. -tick. Like I need to do that on my iCal, but like I have that app on, but then it syncs And then it syncs automatically. It's, like all, it's all through my email. So Interesting. And yes, I need a different email client because everyone needs like, you need an email client. So I just use Spark in particular because it also has a calendar view. So if someone, if my boss emails me and says, can you do blah, 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 blah. Like an what app is an email client? where you, 
input all your email addresses and then instead of like just gmail i have like i have multiple email addresses i have like school email and personal emails and then we have our podcast email they're all in this one app and then i have all the different inboxes for all my different emails and they oh but can't you just do that through the Gmail app yeah, on but, your phone? Yeah, but it doesn't have a calendar view. That's the di- that's the, the benefit app? of Spark. Spark also oh. shows me my calendar for each of my different email accounts. So then when people send me an email and say, can you do this at this time? I don't have to switch back. I don't have to like open my browser, open a new tab, look at Google. It's like in the same app. I can see my calendar. Does that make sense? I'll have to show you this. Yeah, but can't you do that through Google Calendar? It's like a different app though. G- Gmail, because so Gmail is just email. This, but yeah. I'll you show do you, you man. at some point. You do you, man. This is this is a <laughs> lot for me to handle right now. I I highly recommend. If, um, but now there's lots of suggestions yes. for the larger yes. people from Siddhi. If you like to keep it simple, Google Calendar is step I, one oh, to getting I, your I life together. Agree. I feel like we both agree with that. 100%. It's like number one step. Yes. Yeah. Start there. Yeah. Start there and then get big. When our next question is very different, which is why I just like exhaled slightly because it, it the top, the topic is entirely different. Um, I will ask this question. Um, the question reads very simple, but also not simple. This is not a simple question. Do you guys believe in love at first sight? Wow, what a heavy hitter! I just think it's a funny question. I, Funny because it reminds me of like books and like TV shows and movies uh-huh. I really liked as a kid. Like I think I feel like I might have mentioned before in the pod like when I was a kid I used to read like yeah. a book a day. And as I get older a lot of those happen to be like John Green and like those kinds of like what are they not like rom-com what's the equivalent for a book yeah like, sure romance novels I guess right yeah. but like teen romance novels to keep it PG yeah. or PG-13. And in those books they always talk about like love at first sight and and as you grow up and you start dating people and you meet people and you have like friend like deep friendships and friend breakups even and like actual relationships and whatnot, I don't know. I feel like love is a lot more complicated than just like yeah. an on-site thing. I think you can have infatuation yeah. at first sight, like hundred percent. Like you can look at someone and be like, yeah. "Hey, they're kind of cool," or like, yeah. "Oh, they're really attractive." But like, love is a lot more complicated I than I, that. Like, yeah, I. I basically agree exactly with what you said. I feel like you can meet someone or look at someone or like have an initial conversation with them and be really drawn to them and like you just feel like you instantly connect. I think that yes. that's I think that's, that's something a really I've good way to put it. In like romantic relationships but also in friendships where I'm just like, wow, this is so unusual yeah. for this person and I just like are having our one first few conversations and wow we really vibe. Mm-hmm. I suppose that feeling is like most analogous to love at first sight in air quotes but i agree that like to love someone i think you have to know them very well and i don't think that you can you don't know a person at first sight that Mm -hmm. yeah i just don't think that that's possible um i also yeah i don't know it feels kind of like a very um surface level thing um yeah I think it's just important to draw that difference between infatuation and love. Because I think, like, when you're younger, especially, like, you don't know what love is. You don't know what love is until you've been in love. And even then, like, when I had my first, like, relationship, relationship is an air quotes, I thought Mm -hmm. it was love. It wasn't. I was 17. (laughs) I was stupid. Sorry to the 17-year-olds listening to this, but you'll learn. We'll we'll all learn. We get there. Um, Just being honest here. Um, but it's just understanding the difference between like 
really understanding someone yeah. to love them versus like loving totally. the idea of who they might be. Totally. And I feel like the idea of who someone might be is definitely something you might un- think you know from just seeing them, like what, based on the way they dress mm-hmm. or the way they talk. Yeah. But that's I just surface agree. level. Completely. So I feel like our answer is no. No, I do we not. We don't believe in love at first sight. But infatuation mm-hmm. yep. makes sense. And if anyone's interested, there's a Telugu song literally just about infatuation. I think it's a really bad song, but it was really popular huh. back in the day. It's from a movie called 100% Love, if anyone's That's curious. funny that, that, that you thought It's of entertaining. That. It's kind of a bop. I mean, like like you, when I read this question, I thought about, like, you know, like, the Nicholas Sparks movies of our time that we used to watch when we were, like, teens, Oh, God, tweens. yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was... Hmm, that stuff really is not that real. So, <laughs> yeah, a warning to any, like, younger listeners out there. That's, that really is not it. Uh, yeah, But it's still nice to yes, see on yes, the screen think, and in the books. Yeah, I agree It's comforting. But, Okay. Yes. Um, Should I ask the next question? Okay. So any advice or thoughts on establishing independence from parents, but also maintaining a good relationship? LMAO, (laughs) help, please. I will continue to read questions word for word. I I mean, this is also a great question. I think it also is, it feels very relevant to Suita and I now that we've, I mean, Yes, we are adults. Yes, we technically don't live at home anymore. But, you know, pandemic, we just spent six months living with our parents. Um, And so the idea of independence Mm -hmm. is one that we've discussed a lot. Um, I've had conversations with my own mom about it. So, yeah, it's a very topical question. Um, To me, based on how I've grown up and how I was raised, I feel like independence comes in categories. That's how I see it. And I think you... Mm -hmm. Establishing independence in a healthy way takes baby steps in each of these categories individually, and I think you have to approach those baby steps in those categories individually, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain what that means. Um, I think the first thing, and to me the most important type of independence, is independence of thought. Like, being able to form your own ideas and have your own opinions about things I mean, obviously, when we were children, we are, like, observational learners. Like, we mimic what our parents do. But the very act, like, the whole point of growing up is that you develop your own ideas and perspectives on the world. And so that's something that I just, I I think I am just instinctively, like, independent of thought. And I have been raised to be that way. So this is a category where I didn't really feel like there was many, there was a lot of work to be done or a lot of steps to be taken. Like my parents and I both had, have had a similar perspective on this type of independence. Um, The next type I think is like physical independence. Like where are you going? Like where are you, like where are you spending your time on a Friday night? Like where are you, like physical independence. Um, This one I think is what most people instinctively think of when they they think of independence in their like teenage young adult years like I want to be able to go wherever I want to go um this transition for me came when I was in high school I'm in Switzerland um for those who don't know like the culture in Western Europe is just in general that kids from a really young age are taught to be physically independent like kids ride their own bikes to school since they're like from like the age of, you know, like six or seven when they start elementary school, like the concept of like being dropped off at school is a rare one. If kids aren't biking to school, they're going on a bus by themselves. Like it's like very much in the culture. 
Um, so my parents were familiar with that from when I was a kid in Germany, but moving back to Switzerland in high school, I mean, like this whole physical independence thing is similar. And that kind of bled into how people socialize. Like when we went to socialize, it was like we got on a train by ourselves and then we like did stuff and we got on a train and we came back. Um, that's very unusual compared to how people interact here. You like get a ride and then you get a ride home and like there's someone there's just more contact with a parent or a chaperone figure. Um, so there was a lot of baby steps to be taken there in terms of physical independence. We had to like, that's a process, I think. Um, and it was an act of like meeting. We, My parents and I were both meeting each other halfway. For me, it was taking baby steps at a pace that they were comfortable with. And for them, it was an act of like bit by bit kind of push stepping a little bit outside of their comfort zone and like letting me go a little bit further like physically emotionally also um emotional independence is also another thing that I found to be a really big like you know that was something that I thought a lot about in college um by emotional independence I mean like processing your feelings by yourself on your own time um I am someone who instinctively externalizes my feelings and so I like having someone to kind of like be a sounding board whether that's just like I need to externalize my thoughts um, or I need someone to give me advice and that person in my life was just generally always my mom um, and she was always around in my house so I could whenever I was feeling anything I could always just depend on her um, and so it was a challenge to develop emotional independence for me that involved finding other people or other coping mechanisms which I could rely on that weren't my mom and I also took a lot of time made it a priority to call her and I think the last type of independence which I want to briefly throw in there that's not super relevant to me yet is but definitely relevant to us as like young adults and young women is financial independence um I'm choosing I mean I want to be a physician so my kind of trajectory with this this is still something that I'm working towards but this is like I've been, we've been, my parents and I have been like taking little steps about this throughout the years and that's something that I think you can start when you're like kind of 18 years old so I just went on a little monologue basically TLDR I think there's like four categories of independence thought physical emotional and financial that's what comes to mind and there's like a variety of baby steps that you can take to establish independence in those categories I hope that was somewhat relevant felt very like analytical yeah no I think like no, the four categories thing, I think that, like, is a really, really good way of framing it. Because I feel like when someone asks about, like, independence mm-hmm. from parents, like, what does that mean? Yeah. It is those four categories. I think that was a good way of framing it. But at the same time, it's like, you and I were raised yeah. in very, yeah. very different ways. Like, I was hearing everything you were saying. I'm like, can't yeah. relate, can't relate, can't relate. That's, That's really okay. nice, can't relate. Um, but I think it's just because, like, I don't know, I guess my parents are just very overprotective but at the same time not necessarily the most supportive in a lot of ways um so for example like when I was in high school very overprotective when it came to like socializing or anything really but then on the at the same time like when I was applying to colleges like my parents didn't ask me questions like I applied to colleges they found out where I applied after I got Mm. my acceptance or rejection like they're just not involved in those things because they assume Mm. that I can handle it because I've Mm -hmm. always been like that um and like when it comes to physical distance their mindset is like you like you need to be home all the time like 
the amount of arguments it took for me to be able to come back to school for now is just crazy. I still remember like my freshman summer, I lived three hours away from Philly and I had got an internship in Philly. They wanted me to commute so that I would be home. Like that's the vibe mm-hmm. of my family, I guess. And I think like it used to cause a lot of uh-huh. issues and arguments, especially after like in high school when I got to college, because I think around that time is when I started becoming much more independent mm-hmm. in my thoughts and realizing that like I am my own person I think very differently from my parents and that caused a Uh lot of friction between us especially because they were so physically controlling um and so like coming back to the question of like how do you maintain a good relationship while also establishing independence I think like my relationship with my parents has genuinely gotten a lot better since I've come to college because of that physical independence they can't be physically controlling when Mm -hmm. I'm not in their house right And I think a lot of it came from just me growing up and realizing that a lot of my anger towards my parents because of all of that controlling aspect was just because, like, I looked at them as controlling. When in reality, like, they're my parents. They love me. They genuinely want the best for me. And everything they do comes out of love. They might just not know what the best for me is. So I think, like, trying to to understand your parents' way of thinking Mm -hmm. and their intentions will really help to ease some of that tension between you two. Um, Like, understanding where they come from, remembering that truly they do want the best for you. They just might be wrong and not understand that. Um, And I think, in my case specifically, like, I am never going to be able to be properly independent until I'm financially independent and, like, Mm -hmm. on my own. Um, And, like, that's just it. So I think the way that I maintain that good relationship while also kind of being my own person it's just like being very specific about Mm -hmm. boundaries um there are certain things that I just don't tell my parents about don't mention it other things that I will go out of my way to tell them about I've always been very emotionally independent from my parents because like also my entire life they just worked a lot so they weren't around they weren't home as much which is not their fault like they're working Mm -hmm. to provide for our family and so again there's two ways to look at it So it's just understanding those intentions, establishing boundaries, and being very mindful of what you share with them Mm -hmm. versus what you choose not to. And understanding, like, they're your parents, they love you, but you don't need to share everything with Mm -hmm. them. Like, you're your own person, too. I think that, yeah, I realized that (laughs) I went on that long rant, and I didn't really answer the question. But my answer to how you, like, maintain a good relationship, for me, has been practicing empathy. Um, Because the way that, Mm. like... Like I said, the way that my parents and I have gone about this stuff is, like, taking little baby steps. But at the, those steps themselves, can mm-hmm. some are harder than others. And so just the way that you are considerate of, like, anybody's perspective in your life. I think sometimes we can take the people who are permanent figures in our lives for granted. Like, I think that we, we interact mm-hmm. with, like sort of close not that close of friends and like acquaintances and work relationships with this air of like I need to you know be extra considerate of their feelings and practice empathy and like be extra Mm -hmm. attentive to how I communicate because if they don't like how I'm interacting then they could just be like uh well bye like peace see you later but I think there is this like level of Mm -hmm. comfort that comes with with someone who's a family member or an incredibly close friend that you just like you're like oh well you know what no matter what happens like they're always going to be here for me but I think you lose the yeah you lose the intentionality and you lose the like going to go out of my way to practice empathy with this person when it comes to family and so remember that with your parents like they deserve your empathy just as as much as anybody else they also have their own perspective Mm -hmm. just like anybody else you interact with in your life and so 
give them that empathy that you give other people, especially at these points of friction. Yeah, and also just going off of that, the fact that, like, our parents are not perfect. They're doing their best. We personally, like, we grew up in a very different culture than Mm -hmm. our own parents did. And so, of course, there's going to be, like, a cultural divide as well as just a thought divide. They're trying their best. They're people, too. And, like, we need to understand that and, like, take a step back and look at, again, all of those Mm -hmm. different intentions that are there. I think that's, Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that is useful to some people as we are kind of in this like transitory period of like kind of living at home, kind of living on our own in college. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you and I, for us, this is also relevant. We're about to graduate in a year and then we're like really going to be on. Okay. okay, terrifying. I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Okay. We're moving on. I don't want to talk about it. I'm scared. (laughs) To our last question. (laughs) I also love this question. This is also fun. This is a fun one. Um, It is. The question is, what are your most used and favorite spices to cook with for easy college cooking? Great question. What is your answer? Great question. So I think like some people in TikTok (laughs) specifically, I've noticed people making TikToks about like, oh, here are the few spices that you need for your college kitchen. But here's the thing. I think spices are actually the most important part Mm -hmm. of your kitchen because spices are what help you make Mm -hmm. anything taste good. For example, I had this argument with my brother so many times over the summer. He's a few years older than me. He's still in school also. And he attempts to cook really, really healthy. And so, but he also doesn't really use seasoning. And so nothing he makes (laughs) tastes good. And it's just me trying to explain to him, like, you can eat your plain chicken breast, but you can also just add seasonings and you're not making it unhealthy. You're just making it taste good. Yes. Right? So I think... Like, you shouldn't have just a few spices in your college kitchen. You should have an abundance of spices. And then whatever else you end up getting for groceries, you'll make it taste good. But the basics. The basics, in my opinion, are, like, you need salt and pepper. Like, everyone needs that, whatever. Paprika, like, garlic powder. Um, You need, like, an Italian spice mix. If you're making pasta and not using any seasoning in your sauce, Mm -hmm. do better. Um, cayenne, red chili powder, various like mm-hmm. spicy things. And then like some of the basic Indian spices, like I have all of them. I don't really cook mm-hmm. Indian food very much, but I still think it's good to have like cumin powder, coriander powder, turmeric on hand. Cause turmeric is also just really, really good for That's your true. immune system. Um, so even if you're not like, it doesn't, I don't think it actually not has that much either. flavor. Does it? I feel like it doesn't. Color. It's just kind of there for color and mm-hmm. because it boosts your immunity. So, like, literally just throw some turmeric into whatever you're cooking. You're not going to notice it, yeah. like, in the flavor, I definitely, it'll help. It definitely does have, it's like, healthy. a little bit of an earthy flavor. Like, I, I would be a little bit conscious of what you put it in. But if it's, mm. like, vegetables or a protein, yeah. Like a little dash. Or protein or something, you could totally throw it in. Yeah. Um, yes. I totally mm-hmm. agree. I think spices are one of the most important parts of your kitchen. Um, what I will say is that sometimes yes, you can be short on space and short on money in college, in which case my recommendation That's to you point. is spice blends. Um, of course, salt and pepper are important. Salt oh, and pepper are really yeah. important. And when you buy pepper, just just spend the like $1 and don't buy pre-ground pepper. Buy it in the thing where you crack it because peppercorns are like coffee beans. Like once you crack them, they start losing their flavor. So the same way that, yeah, the same way you- I didn't know that. Best, I mean- of course you can do it. Like it makes sense. Course, Logically it makes sense. Yeah. I just co- never thought about of it. Course you yeah. Can that's do crazy. That. Like the same way you can buy pre ground coffee, but it is 
better to buy it like grind it yourself so same thing with black pepper just get it in like the little grinder thingy anyway um for me my like three most essential spices are salt whole black peppercorns and red chili flakes um but in terms of um spice blends i really recommend like a taco seasoning blend and an italian herb blend because you'll Ooh, be able to make most that's mexican text next style dishes and then you can also make a lot of Italian dishes. Another thing is that um, alliums like onion, garlic, if you're getting fancy shallots, that oh, type of oh. vibe, those are a pain in the butt to chop and mince and like you peel them and then the peel gets everywhere. It, like it's so annoying. Especially when yeah. you're like in college and have limited space. Yes. This makes sense. The flavor is not the same, in my opinion. Like, I'd very much prefer to have, yes, like, actual I agree. vegetables. But if you're in yeah. a pinch, I agree yeah, with you. Use Definitely use the powder or onion powder. Um, I think that will just make your life a lot easier. For example, if I'm, like, something I do a lot is just, like, I have, if I have a lot of leftover vegetables, I will just, like, throw them all in a sheet pan. And then instead of, like, oh, yeah. dicing an onion, instead of dicing, like, mincing a clove of garlic, I will just chuck on some garlic powder, onion powder, and some other things, olive oil, salt, pepper, mm-hmm. and then, like, stick it in the oven. So you can cheat and, like, use things like spice blends and onion par- onion powder and garlic powder to make your life easier and to mm-hmm. conserve space and time. Um and make your food yes. taste actually good. I think spices really are the are like the transformative thing when it comes to enjoying eating healthy mm-hmm. food. One hundred percent. You can make vegetables taste like a different breed. Yeah. With just the right There's, spices. I mean, yeah. And it happens that way. I, this is very. This is a topic that's very important to me. I. I mean, I do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wait. One additional thing. Um, on top of spices, you also kind of need to have the right oil. Okay. I feel like that ties in. I just want to mention because you mentioned olive oil. So you need olive oil, like extra virgin olive oil. And I would say some yes. sort of neutral oil, like vegetable oil, grapeseed mm-hmm. oil, something like that. And then if you want something with more like, I guess like avocado and coconut oil are more like the full fat ones. But they have a very, coconut oil to me has a distinct flavor to it. So I don't like to use it in my cooking. But staples are olive oil and some sort yes, of neutral oil. Yes. Use them wisely, you kids. Use, now you your kitchen is there. Coconut oil, if you are using the refined version. So, coconut oil tastes really coconutty if it's the unrefined coconut oil. So, yeah. people, I mean, oh. yeah, that's the that's one. Interesting. You'll see it clearly marked on the label if it's unrefined or refined. If it's refined, then it will not have a coconut flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can use it. I don't tend to use it in, like, savory cooking. I have, like, a thing of coconut oil Mm -hmm. that I use sometimes in, like, healthy baked goods, that type of a vibe. Um, so I use it sometimes, but yes, I totally agree. We just have a ton of olive oil. Um, I will also say that there's a difference Mm -hmm. between extra virgin and, like, virgin, like, extra virgin olive oil has very low smoking point. If it's, like, what's the proper term for it not extra virgin basically just like regular olive oil that has regular olive oil you'll notice a distinct difference in color extra virgin olive oil is a lot greener and it has a lower smoking point whereas normal olive oil is a lot paler in color has a higher smoking point so you can like fry 
So it depends what on you what I'm use? making. If I'm, if you were like, oh. I mean, I don't know who's like actually frying things in college, but like, let's say for example, in the odd event that I was like pan frying something, I would use like an inch or two of like light olive oil. Whereas if I'm just like sauteing oh. some vegetables or something, I'll use extra virgin olive oil. One is for like the smoking point and like the ability to fry. The other one is for flavor. So it depends. I mean, this is ah. Yeah, I feel like every recipe I see just mentions, like, specifically extra virgin olive oil. I think that's a safe bet. So yeah, I think that's I mean, always been my that's staple. That's just, like, a random fun fact. Yeah. Now we're really on, like, an olive oil tangent. But just something to note. It is. Olive oil it, is important. Did you know you can go on yes, olive oil tastings? Yes, I went tastings? to one. I didn't like it. Yes. Wait, actually, maybe that, maybe, did I hear this from you? I, it's very possible. I get confused. But, like, that sounds interesting. I feel like I wouldn't be able to appreciate it. Like, no, I feel like so, I wouldn't be able to taste the difference. So... I've, like, taste. I've been to, like, things, like, just, like, traveling around Europe and places like France and Italy and stuff like that. There's often, like, olive oil shops. But there, they're, they they will, like, ah. have the dishes of the olive oil and then they'll have, like, pieces of, like, crusty bread. And then you could try it. That's wonderful. That is delightful. However, yes. I went to, I um, so, South Philadelphia is, has a really big Italian community. And my freshman oh, year of right. college, I went down there with some friends and we walked to an olive oil shop thinking that we could, like, eat some bread and olive oil. Instead, this woman <laughs> tells us that they don't have any bread and that the only way for us to taste the oil is if we drink it. Like, and it was one of those things where, like, you know when you enter a shop and then everyone's kind of, like, harassing you and, like, being like, oh, my God, try this, try that, yes, buy yes, this, yes. buy that. It was like that, and so she was just, like, you know, hurting us and, like, not really letting us leave and be like, try our olive oil. And then we literally, like, sipped olive oil out of Dixie cups, and it was, like, like, the most, uh, no, no. Was it good? It was, like, so unpleasant. Like, you, I don't know how to describe the feeling other than, like, it's, it just feels, like, greasy and, like, not nice. Like, and it also was not like they were giving us, like, this much. No, no. They were very generous with the quantities of olive oil they gave us. And they were like, just drink it. Take it like a shot. I was like... And they really thought they were just being nice. But in reality, they were coating your throat with grease. What? And we ended up, like, immediately going to procure some, like, food or beverages right after because we were like, this does not feel nice so um that was a side tangent that was just like a grievance that i had to get off my chest don't drink plain olive oil now i want to go to south philly don't drink plain olive oil though let's go we should i won't do that but let's go that'll be fun yeah weekend plans and on that um yeah that was our Mm -hmm. last question i feel like we ended up talking about spices for much longer than we expected but i hope our fellow college students learn something about yes. seasoning their food. Very important. Um, yes. Um, yeah. So love at first sight, does yep. it exist? Probably not. Um, establish independence from True. your parents, kids. And stay organized. I feel like those are yeah. those are our main takeaways. Google Calendar yeah. will save your those life. Those are all really important, I think, for this, like, it's like, I think the start of September is a good time to be talking about a lot of these topics as people are kind of reorganizing and, and reshuffling yeah, their lives. Timely. So we hope that this was useful for you. Thank you for listening to this, yet another episode. Um, as always, we would love to hear your questions. Submit them on silentlotuspod.com. Um, and also, I just want to plug again that if we said something that you thought was highly controversial or you have something to contribute, please let us know. 
Let us know. Let us we know. We would love to, you know, have some, you know, banter, banter with you. Banter. And discuss your thoughts. Um, yeah. And what else should the people do? Follow us on socials. Leave us a review. Leave us a review. Share this podcast with a friend. I think we talked about useful stuff today. And enjoy your Labor Day. That's on Monday. I know. Yes. Have a yeah. wonderful September. Have a great start to your school year. Happy September. Happy September. It feels like a fresh start, you know? Good yes. luck, kids. Good luck to yeah. everyone. Have a nice weekend. And bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Silent Lotus. Stay in touch with us on Instagram or Twitter at Silent Lotus Pod and submit your questions on our website at silentlotuspod.com. Your question might be featured in a future episode. We'd also love to see you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and perhaps share this episode with a friend. Thanks and see you next week.